We're back on Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. The Cardinals are in last place. The Royals are in last place. Chiefs training camp still two weeks away. I mean, if you follow soccer, even the team in Kansas City is near the bottom of the standings. The only successful team we have right now is St. Louis City SC, the new Major League Soccer franchise. They're in first place in the Western Conference. They started their season back in February. They've played 20 games already. I mean, the time has flown by. Matt Crossman is a writer for Missouri Life Magazine, and we've had him on before. He went to that first MLS game in St. Louis to watch that soccer team. He's here to talk about that experience. Matt, great to talk with you again. As always, I appreciate you having me. It's a pleasure. We've had Matt on, uh, This I think this is your third time now. You've, uh, you've dropped pumpkins out of an airplane. You were uh, you were at you were at opening day for is it bass season or trout season? What is it? It was trout trout. Uh, it was technically it wasn't opening day. It was just fishing for the heck of it at Montauk State Park. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you've done that, and now you've uh, you've gone to the first soccer game uh, in MLS history in St. Louis. Uh, in this particular case, uh, a PR person who works for the team who was promoting the incredible food scene uh, at the soccer stadium uh, pitched the story to me. And uh, I'm not the smartest uh, guy in the world, but if someone says, hey, do you want to go to this historic, awesome opening uh, day of this historic, awesome soccer stadium and eat some of the best food in St. Louis and bring somebody with you? Nine times out of nine, my answer to that question is yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. So, uh, I was I was looking at your article. You brought Mike. Was Mike the guy that took you fishing? No. It, actually, this is kind of a funny story. So, uh, Mike uh, is uh, is Mike McLaughlin, and he happens to be uh, the pastor of my church and a close friend of mine. And I know he's a huge soccer fan. He has had a very uh, dynamic soccer ministry uh, here in Colville, where we live, for many years. And initially, uh, I was going to take my wife to the game. Uh, because she's a foodie, and all of the, the 25 different vendors, all of them local, all of them sort of handcrafting food for you at the soccer game, uh, that's right in my wife's wheelhouse. So Mike emails me and says, I can't believe you're going to the soccer game and didn't invite me. And I said, well, you know, for whatever reason, my wife backs out, and I can't find anybody better than I'll invite you. Uh, and it turned out, uh, once my wife found out that there was actually a soccer game attached to that, her interest in it dropped. So <laughs> I got to take Mike. Yeah, I, I, I told him uh, from now on I'm I'm automatically uh, his, his favorite congregant, you know, by definition, no one can ever top me. And he said, no, actually, my wife's name is Emily. He said, no, actually, I'm, I'm going to give that to Emily because she's really the one who made it possible for right. me to go. But you're going to be my second. Favorite. Yeah. So I yeah. said, okay, <laughs> fair enough, I'll take second. We're with Matt Crossman, a writer mm-hmm. for Missouri Life magazine, who went to the first MLS soccer game in St. Louis. And you're right, I mean, Soccer in the U.S., I think St. Louis is the birthplace. It was big. We finally got that franchise. Um, are, are you a big soccer fan? What, were, what was it like for you going into it? Not a huge soccer fan, but I am a big fan of events that draw people together, events that everybody is excited about, that everybody wants to see. And I, I don't dislike soccer. I just, it, you know, I, I grew up playing baseball and football and basketball. Soccer wasn't on my radar uh, and I never lived in a city that had a team, uh, but I'm coming to appreciate it a little more. And I definitely appreciate the the atmosphere and what it was like to be in that stadium. It was just it was so exciting. 
They won that first soccer game. In fact, won their first five matches. Uh, and like I said, now they're in first place in the Western Conference. So the food is a, a big thing, though. This is a whole different level for uh, Major League Soccer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and they're pretty proud of that. And they've made that uh, in sort of an inseparable part of uh, attending the game. Uh, so there's 25 uh, different vendors uh, you know, curated by a chef named Gerard Kraft, who is a James Beard Award winner, which is like the top of the top of the food world. And so, yeah, you're walking around there, and you can get a hot dog if you want. You can obviously get a beer uh, if you want, and a pretzel. You can have, you know, sort of, quote-unquote, normal uh, food. But you can also get Balkan Treat Box, which is basically my favorite St. Louis uh, restaurant. I had Mexican food. I had uh, Cuban food. I had uh, Vietnamese food. You can have uh, pretty much almost whatever you could guess. Uh, I mean, you can get pizza, too. So, yeah, whatever whatever you're hungry for, that's what you can get. Matt, is that just uh, unique to St. Louis, or do they do that at all the Major League Soccer cities uh, and venues? That's a good question. Uh, I'm not a, a full-fledged expert on what every soccer team does, so I don't want to overstate what I know and understand. Uh, so certainly uh, soccer food is uh, different than – Baseball food is different than football food, but St. Louis has taken it to the next level. Well, and I would imagine with soccer being a world game that you have so many different cultures and so many different nationalities of fans that come to the game that you kind of want to have a nice cross-reference of, of food, too. That is exactly 100% right. Yeah. That uh, it's, not, it's not a coincidence that not only is it uh, all, all 25 of those vendors are local, uh, but it's not... And there are traditional, you know, St. Louis vendors, you know, uh, but it's not just uh, the local pizza place. It's not just the local hamburger place. It's the local Cuban place. It's the local Mexican place. It's the local whatever. Uh, and, yeah, that international uh, flavor of it is absolutely intentional, you know, for two reasons. One, uh, so that it represents the population of the city. But, two, that it's, it's a nod to soccer being much more uh, of an international sport than uh, baseball is for sure, and that uh, you know American football is for sure. That uh, you you know you know, I don't know you would, if you would say you would have to do that, but it's certainly uh, the expectation of that being not an American, just an American event, uh, is why they did it that way. Matt Crossman is with Missouri Life Magazine. He wrote an article on the the food, and uh, at the first St. Louis City SC soccer match, and. You said there were 25 vendors. How many of them did you test? I think I I tested uh, four, uh, including one of them twice. uh, And that was really because uh, the only reason I, I quote unquote, was only four is that my stomach is only so big. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, in in addition to wanting to go back, uh, just because, you know, attending that game was it was the, the, the sense of place was just so powerful. It was like opening day. Uh, and a playoff game uh, at the same time. Uh, yeah, I want to go back because there's a lot more food that need that I need to. You know, I need to double check it. You know, it's kind of like when my, you know, if my kids make chocolate chip cookies, I need to have the dad tax, and I need to do the poison test, and I need to redo the dad tax, and I need to redo the poison test just to make sure the first one wasn't, you know, a false, a false negative. So there's a there's a, some some really important journalism. Uh, to, lots to be done. Yeah, the poison test. That's great. I pull that one out of my kids all the time when they were younger. Oh, man. Matt Crossman uh, with Missouri Life Magazine. Well, you go to a baseball game and you can get your nachos and a couple drinks and you know you come back to your seat and you, you got this, you know, 
your hands are full. You sit down, you know, in between pitches, in between innings, you can you can snack and eat. Soccer, though, it seems like people are always on their feet. They're always chanting or singing songs. When, when do you have time to eat? Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Uh, and, and Mike and I, uh, you know, the, the, the pastor and the friend that met with me to the game, we discussed that, um, frankly, at some at some length, because, uh, frankly, I would not care terribly if I missed five minutes of the game so I could run and get nachos and not have to wait in line that whole time. He wasn't having that. Uh, he was, you know, he understands and comprehends and cares about the actual event on the field uh, much more than I do. So we went, uh, most of our eating was done on the way to our seats. Uh, you know, we, we stopped four times. Let me, let me think. Yeah, we stopped. Uh, you know, yeah. So we stopped four times on our way to our, our seats, which is, isn't exactly a model of self-control, but whatever. Uh, and then at halftime, uh, I ran and got us uh, a, a more traditional uh, nachos, um, but they were great. So he, yeah, he was not having uh, leaving his seat during the game, but I, I was okay with that. Yeah. Matt Crossman, Missouri Life Magazine. Great catching up with you again. It's a, a pleasure as always. Hopefully we'll, we'll get to talk about 50-50-50 and whether we survived it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, only the success stories. All right, we'll talk to you soon, Matt. <laughs> this is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.